0: Hey, podcast listeners! It's Barley and Topic, and we're back with our last episode of season one. That's right, season two starts up next week when we go weekly to talk about your Boston Bruins. In this episode, we discuss the World Cup of co- <sighs> coffee. Yeah, yeah, that would be great—a World Cup of hockey. The surprise is still in the Bruins camp: Frank Petrano's injury and the Brad Marchand contract. Enjoy. Alright, so guys, do your stretches. Uh, get your drinks. We're in the final practice before season two.
1: The final countdown.
0: Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Okay, that wasn't rest- where's my mic? Okay. <coughs> Are your mics ready? Are your mute buttons ready? Is your cat secured? She's somewhere my cat is. So we're going to start off with with, um, Anthony dying. How do you want this to go? Are you going to die naturally, or would you like one of us to um, help you along?
2: I don't want to know what's coming, so someone needs to either ninja it or pick me off from a long ways. How do you know I
0: haven't used my instant telepathy with your wife to take care of things?
2: I don't. I don't.
0: No, I I don't have that. Women don't have that power. I just wanted to let you know. It would be super. Okay. So I think we're going to start off talking about the World Cup of Hockey um, and how that whole thing went and the final. The big surprise was Team Europe in the final.
2: Team Ugly Jersey. (laughs) Team Chevron. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Team mix of European countries.
3: Really, the take home here is you know what? Yay, Chara.
0: He looked rough that first game though in the first half and then or first half the first period he didn't look that great until he took that shot that Nick thought was a goal. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a goal, but then he looked better after that. And then they kept winning.
3: He, he scored their their lone goal in the uh, in in the in the, the in game 2 of the finals there too.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, only Bruins scored in that final. How yeah. beautiful was that?
4: I- I think the Bruins are going to do just fine this year. I think that was a good indication.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that talk about more that next
4: week. Next week. I'll bring it up again next week.
0: Bring it up next week because, hmm. you know, I want to give the two teams their their glory here, not that they haven't had it by everybody. And we're only really going to touch on it really quickly. I wasn't surprised by Canada being there and winning and all that. Just, you know, they had Bergie
3: and Marshy on that first line but some guy from Pittsburgh. So that was great. Yeah,
0: yeah that <laughs> some guy from Pittsburgh won MVP of the tournament. Stole that from Marshy
3: just, like just like he stole the consmith from Kessel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but this week I was able to finally understand that I don't really necessarily have so many problems with Crosby as I do with the press who continue to ball wash him.
3: Yeah, that's that's been my position all along, really.
0: Well, see, it took me a long time to realize, like, I don't really hate him. He's too boring to hate. (laughs) You know, it's just the way everybody treats him.
4: Yeah, for the face of the NHL, he is extremely, extremely bland and boring. I
3: mean, that's that's what you expect for the for the NHL, really though, right? I mean, you know, hockey hockey hates a personality.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I wish they had football personalities, man. That would be so fun.
3: I'm telling you, there's only three players that they should be advertising all the time for personality things. It should be PK, Brent Burns, and, and Ovechkin. Three of them have enough personality for the entire rest of the league.
0: Is it really Brett Burns or his beard and his? No, he's a
3: pretty he's a pretty goofy guy in general too. Yeah, he, yeah.
0: He, he's pretty he's pretty out there.
1: Yeah.
3: Much and like UK, he's got ridiculous fashion sense so yeah.
0: <laughs> well he only has the one suit but he wears all the time <laughs> he probably has
3: three
1: or four of that suit
0: <laughs> great kind of. he and albert einstein should have gotten together
1: <laughs> honestly i hope he has like three or four of that one suit just because <laughs> just a, i feel like that'd be hilarious just a closet full Of that one suit.
3: I also enjoy how he never bothers wearing dentures when he's out in public and not playing. He's just always there with the the jack o' lantern grin.
0: Yeah, and he said something about the beard keeps the women at bay or his woman at bay. I'm like, yeah, it would really keep me at bay. Mm
3: -mm. (laughs) I I thought it was Joe Thornton that said his wife hated the beard. I don't think I've ever seen a beard grow that way though, because it's like it's got. He can easily cut that down to more epic, epic mutton chops the way it grows out like from his jowls instead of
0: down. I think Yager, um, he's trademarked the mutton chops, so nobody else can do it. You don't Mm -hmm. argue with the Yager. He's so old.
3: Also, though, Joe Thornton's um, beard looks so fluffy, but still, whereas whereas Brent Burns looks like it smells funny.
0: You know, I feel like we (laughs) can dedicate a whole episode to these guys' beards but I think we're going to move on from the It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of making my stomach turn a little bit <laughs> I would like to not have that happen <laughs> but anyway yes Bruins they scored all the goals in that final game and Marshy scored the most important and didn't get all the credit except uh, you know we know how he is in our hearts but good good on team Europe for being there
4: I found uh, Canada's celebration to be somewhat interesting. Only two players cared, um, and which were Price and uh, and Marsh, were the only ones that really celebrated. I mean, there's a few guys that are like, yeah, yeah they lifted it and, did a, a, and kissed it. I mean, I think, uh, I forget which uh, one Canadian player, he held it and I counted three seconds before he passed it off And it was only he held it that long because he couldn't find anyone else to pass it to. It's like they just really didn't care that they won. I think Europe was more upset uh, compared to Canada's spirit of victory.
0: Well, maybe Canada's just won too many things. Or maybe that thing was just ugly. It was pretty ugly. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: It
1: looked like it was. The trophy was still wrapped in like giant bubble wrap or something. It, it, <laughs> it's exactly vase, what it looks like. It's the shitty
3: vase that comes with the flowers and then once the flowers <laughs> die, the vase never get never gets seen again until a year or two.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. It was it was just an ugly, ugly trophy. Um, so I don't blame them for not being so super psyched. I did see a picture of Marshy and Bergie and some other Canadian player, all with their wives, girlfriends, whatever, and Bergie is like, he's got a beer in his hand, but he's kind of hiding it down by his knee. And I'm like, (laughs) Bergie, I know you have beer every once in a while. It's totally fine. Have a beer. Good
3: God. Bergie, we've seen seen you drunkenly wrapped from the top of of a duck boat. So... (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, come on now. It's just like, I know that you're drinking a beer. It's fine, you know? It would have been worse had he had Zach there, if Zach were on his lap. But even then, how many times have I seen men with a beer with a, a kid on their lap? It's fine. Did anybody actually watch the ESPN coverage here? They could not switch to something else faster after any game like there was like a whole 5 minute chunk maybe even longer than 5 minutes after that world cup final that they could have just been like okay we'll just talk about the game a little bit and talk about what happened and then it'll be sports center no they went straight to sports center it's like the last person i saw holding the the trophy was the second person who took it i think it was joe thornton that was it and then they went right to sports center
2: You know, I
3: reckon is they probably are just you know buyer's remorse for getting it for signing that the TV deal there and then having Team USA you know shit the bed in such spectacular fashion.
4: And I I thought it was good hockey, but I don't know. At times I just felt like the players were still a little bit concerned about not hurting themselves. It was a preseason tournament. It was good hockey, better than regular NHL preseason games, but I've seen harder fought regular season. Uh, well, and, the,
3: and even the, the concern about not hurting themselves Still didn't really work out there so Oh, that's, we this got is
4: true
0: yeah, Segan,
3: Gabarik, Ekblad
0: yep.
3: All got hurt, right?
0: Anthony
2: Can I go a little barely off topic here for a second In terms of preseason? It is 2016 Why the shit aren't all preseason games Available to be televised Or streamed online? Because. because
0: Nessun wants to show the Red Sox?
2: So stream it on the Bruins website Nesson uh, you streamed yes. that one. Yeah. Why Ness- did? Why couldn't they do the Flyers game?
4: They uh, streamed that one if you were in the Nesson viewing area. Me, yeah,
0: that's true.
4: down south, uh, I did not. Well, I was not able to watch that game. Very, very select on these preseason games.
0: I think there are all sorts of rules with regards to markets that they have to pay attention to, and so it had to be within the Bruins market. So it, it really sucks for the fans who are in Canada, out in the Midwest, down south, wherever they are, because they they're not in market. Why couldn't Nessun th- throw it on the other uh, Nessun channel Plus? they have? Yeah, Nessun Plus.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't either, because that channel doesn't get used very often. It only gets used when the Red Sox are in the playoffs and the Bruins have a game the or, same day.
0: Well, uh, they'll use it for college football. I did see that yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, college football isn't being played on Thursday night at 7 or something, usually. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's a little frustrating. Plus, here's the kicker. That Red Wings game, the second one, it was shown on the NHL network on Saturday morning. Because I saw the abbreviated version of it on Saturday morning because it was being shown by Fox Sports Detroit. Right? They They had the thing for the game. So I'm not exactly sure why only they could see the game. And, you know, it's like, why don't you figure out a way to, yeah, do it on the website or show a rebroadcast through your feed? I don't get it. It's it's got
1: to be like you said, the right the select markets, the there's so much red tape that goes into actually putting games on TV, online, things like that, that. Someone didn't want to pay the money somewhere, and that's probably why we can't see them all. I mean, that's got to be it.
0: Maybe we should have a letter-writing campaign. Say, show us our preseason games! It won't happen this year, but maybe for next year. Who knows? While we're talking about the preseason, why don't we talk about uh, the first round of cuts that have gone? Not really the cuts themselves, the people who didn't get cut. Now, I know that Jeff was all over this, so he might want to tell us a little bit more about this. Okay, so
3: do you want to start with forwards or defensemen in that regard?
0: See, I love defensemen, but you can start with the forwards, I guess.
3: Okay, you know, either way, I'm, I'm cool with either one, but forwards it is. So, um, with forwards, obviously, anyone that was on and expected to be at NHL contracts all are still in camp. This includes um, all, of retar- all of our returning personnel, plus... New sign plus the signs from the summer. So Dominic Moore, Riley Nash, Riley Nash, and of course David Backus. So we're not going to talk about them, obviously. Yes. Now the names that are still on here, guys competing for not a lot of space, not a lot of roster spots, right? Um, basically, we're looking at I think two spot two spots that are up for grabs. The first or third left wing, depending on where mm-hmm. they decide to.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> okay. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sorry, so you the spot Sorry,
3: for you Petrano's injury replacement, and then fourth line, left wing, are really the only four roster spots that are open right now, right? Mm. So in terms of prospects that are still with the team as, as of today's cuts, Noel Chari still sort of counts, I guess, um, obvious in that regard. He was sort of a toss-up, whether mm. he's going to be on the team or not. Austin Zarnick, Cape De- DeBrusque.
0: Berlin? Berlin. Yep, Berlin.
3: Yeah, Griffith. Griffith. Heinen. Heinen. Curly. Or Corrali, I'm not sure how. Uh,
0: curly, I say.
3: He's from Ohio. just
4: kind of want to point that out there. Not many hockey players from Ohio.
3: And then um, uh, Tyler Riddell, Zach Ronaldo, and Tim Schaller. Uh, Three of them. Uh, probably yes. the least of the ones that are still of the forwards that are still on the roster for the time being,
2: I think. Prior to New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire. <sighs>
0: I I haven't heard about Noel Achari. I know that he got injured. I haven't heard anything. He's apparently
3: skating normal today, so he's okay.
0: So maybe he just got, like, banged up a little bit.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it. So I think out of that list, I mean, Achari was a pretty good, likely, good chance of being on the roster anyway. So I think the guys that are most interesting to still be on the roster are um, uh, Zarnik, DeBrusque, Heinen, and Griffith, realistically. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Griffith um, feels like he's just going to make it at some point.
3: He's He and Furlan are both both have to go through waivers if they get sent down, too. Or Furlan, you know, looked like he was going to have a good shot last year, and then he had that series of concussions, so I don't know what to expect out of him at this point. And Griffith, honestly, if he doesn't make the team, he's not going to make it through waivers. Okay. After how much he scored last year griffith's either on this team or on someone else's team that's just what it is i think and griffith hasn't had as great a camp as he really needed to either though i mean it's at this basically this camp has been it's danton heinen's world and everyone else is just skating in it so
2: him and sarnik have good chemistry together too
3: yeah, and Zarnick's been getting a lot of positive buzz, both from Boston media and from the coaches. Right? It was um, I think it was uh, Cassidy that was like saying such amazing, glowing things, including him say, said he was a Belichick player, which I'm not really sure what that means. But um,
0: he's a do-your-job kind of guy. You ask okay. him to do something, he does it. Zarnick, what little I saw of him in Providence last year, he was really just so so quick on faceoffs, and he could just get by players he reminded me of the first few times i saw poster except smaller you know what Hmm. i mean and i saw a lot of poster when he was in providence for that first part of the year so i just um i do i i really like austin Zarnick. i really want him to succeed but i'm not going to be sad if he goes down to providence and spends another year to develop because you know I think the worst thing you could do is keep him up as like a thirteenth forward and not play him that much. Oh, oh yeah, they're not going
3: to keep him up for a thirteenth forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what, what you do with Tyler Randall. You know what I mean? know yeah. um, But do I do.
3: Wonder, what I do wonder with him though, is um, if he's having this good a camp, if it ups, if it has any hope of upping the ch- any possibility of upping the chance that Spooner gets involved in some sort of trade. I don't want that. I'm just. Consider. I'm just thinking about that. Makes you
4: ponder. Makes you ponder. Yeah,
3: yeah. I definitely don't want it because I really like Ryan Spooner, and I I like what he did to our power play. But
0: I think my my gut feeling on it is that Zarnik needs another year in Providence. That's my gut feeling. I don't think he's really going to make it. I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong many times before. But that's that's just how I feel about it. I think he needs a little more experience, and I I think a year in Providence would help him out there. But I think it's it's intriguing that he's still there right now, so good for him.
3: Um, other guys are still up. debrusks interesting because uh, because he's um, an October seventeenth, 96th birthday, so he'll be twenty. He's twenty before the end of the calendar year, so he's eligible for the for the AHL. But if he only if he plays fewer than nine NHL games, he still slides for the year. Mm. So Carlos the same way actually. So I, my feeling is that. DeBrusque is going to get his chances whether they're down the down the stretch for spot call-ups, but I have a hunch unless he really makes it shine, there's no way they're going to they're going to push him over the nine games and use and burn a year of his contract. I
0: didn't realize that he was that old. I mean, I yeah. thought that you know, I thought he was like 19 or something. He going to it's well, he's
3: 19 now. He turns 20 in 15 days. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's he was uh, DeBrusk. That puts DeBrusque at the uh, very hot, close to the upper end of age range for. Um, first year for first year draft eligible when he was drafted. That was awkwardly worded, I think, but um, but it made sense. Good.
0: <laughs> Got it. Why don't we talk about the the defensemen a little bit? Because I love defense. Okay. The notable defensemen that are 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 still in camp, besides okay, so the normal.
3: Obviously, all of the one way contracts are still uh, all of the one way contracts. Besides, um, some of the AHL guys like Casto and Cross are in the, uh, and then they're on their two way contracts anyway. Are on, the, are on the team. Now, who made it through this first cut are um, uh, the two big guys. Carlo and O'Gara.
0: Yes.
3: Carlo's been having an absolute
2: killer camp. Really that's good. It. He's been good. Real that's, good.
0: It's my new jersey.
2: I say, going say, yeah, Carlo's your boy, VA. Carlo's
0: my boy. He made one of the smartest plays I've ever seen. Can AHL player make? And it was so simple, but so smart. And I saw him do it last year in the playoffs. Pucks coming right at him. Some people, they think, well, I'm going to use my stick or I'm going to use my my skate to kind of, you know, stop it and get in front of me and play it. He just goes, oh, no, I don't want any of that. Lifts up his skate, lets the the puck go behind him. Then he plays the puck, gets the puck away from there. It's like, yes, so simple, so brilliant. You don't have to worry about playing the puck in an awkward spot in front of the, the goal. Just let the puck do the work. Then you just kind of clean up. I mean, it was just great. I just, like, from that moment on, I was like, that's a smart play. That's a smart guy. I like that guy. And then his number. What is his number?
4: His number? Oh, 73. Is that significant?
0: It's my birth year. Oh, God. oh God. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm old enough to be his mom Let's just say that
2: Carlo made that same move In the first game against the Red Wings As well I, I don't think he actually let the puck go by him But he, he had the chance to either make an awkward play Or let it go But he, what he did was is he, he gave it a little tap to let it hit the end board And then he was able to corral his own self-pass And get away from people And use the net as a shield I was like, Jesus, that was smart
0: He's a smart guy He's. I think he. Um, that's just a smidgen of what he can do. He looked I, so
3: good in that that shootout loss to the the to Columbus too, right? And that was playing against you know Columbus brought a lot of actual NHLers to to, to that team to that game as well. So it was a uh, it was real competition, and he was Carlo was nice. So
0: I think I might have missed that one, but yeah, I mean, I just I, you know I, I'm torn because on the one hand it's like I think that he could use some time down in the AHL because he only came down, you uh, only signed for like the, the, like the very end of the season in the playoffs. But, you know, if he's ready now, obviously really please play him. You know what I mean? Well, because we need something on that defense.
3: Oh, and plus he's right shot, right? So we're a right shot D otherwise are chiller, Kevin, uh, Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid. So um, the right side could use some help. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so, so big
0: too. Now, the only
3: thing is, I will say is if he's only going to bump someone, I have a feeling he'd end up bumping Colin Miller rather than Adam McQuaid, which is less than ideal.
0: Not because yeah, I, Kill, not
3: because Chiller's that good, but because McQuaid's just that not good anymore.
0: Well, yeah, I don't really want to bump Chiller. I think this is kind of a make-or-break time for him. I think he's really going he, to just show They
3: did sign him for two years,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but...
1: Does uh, he have to clear waivers to go down?
3: Yeah, yeah. Chiller is, is, is waiver eligible and is on a two-year, one-way contract, a million a year, I believe.
1: Yep. So, he, I don't, I don't see him clearing waivers if they try to.
0: No, but yeah. not – I do. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, so you know what? I mean, as much as I want Carlo to start out in, in Boston this year, I just – I'm willing to make way for, for Chiller and give Carlo a year down in the AHL for just experience – just yeah, honestly,
3: different. if I thought he would play over McQuaid rather than Chiller, game on. But I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Right, right. So, so I, I might have to wait. I'm buying my new jersey, but you know, should it be
3: worth mentioning that we
4: signed uh, Christian Ehrhoff to a tryout deal? <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah.
4: I mean, I like. All right, we mentioned it. Moving on. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's no, a no, Ant- Okay, Anthony. Yes, Anthony had my back on the German thing. He's like, it's a German, but you know, I went home the other night and I turned, I turned, well, uh, Christian Erhoff at one point was pretty decent, but it seems like German engineering has a shelf life. And I think that's something that I'm going to have to look at. I might have to look at the data over time. That's um, the thing
3: to consider there is he's the same age as Seidenberg. um, Mm -hmm. Both 34.
0: um. I, I turned the calendar. Page of my Bruins Pucks and Pups. Pucks, pucks and yeah. Pucks. Whichever one it is. It's one of those. And it was Seidenberg. And it made me so sad. Oh. With Wiggles and the, the
1: thing with that PTO, though, is um, there's nothing really bad about it. Like if he doesn't do well, he doesn't do well. You don't sign him mm-hmm. to a deal. If he does well, you can sign him. I mean, Anybody it's kind of... Though, he's
3: a lefty. And we're actually not bad on the left side, right? Chara, Krug, and, and Lyles is um, is, is, is decent. Now, Lyles can, can play the right side despite being left shot, but uh, I don't expect anything to come of Erhop being on the PTO. Just kind of be there. Yeah, sort of like Mueller, who's uh, now yeah. no longer with the team.
0: You know, it could be an insurance policy, but... I I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I want to be excited about it, but I'm not. I'm being very, very careful and cautious about excitement levels right now. So, but it is worth mentioning that yes, he is. He has signed a PTO. Good call, Nick. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: Okay. O'Gara is still with the team as well. I haven't really noticed him or even heard much about him through camp. That can sometimes be a good thing. Actually, you know, for the type of defenseman he is, that's ideal, right? Yeah. Yeah, if, you're, if you're talking a stay-at-home defensive defenseman, you don't want to see them.
0: Yep. They're like a
3: good Milford man. Never see, Neither seen nor heard, right?
4: Right.
0: <laughs> By the way, I do want to point out that Brandon Carlo, in an interview, po- pointed out that he was also a stay-at-home defenseman. And I was like, man, totally locked. Like, really ready whenever that's going to happen. Okay, so... Yeah, so that's those are the notable non cuts at this first part of camp.
3: The other uh, one would be that uh, Suban's still with the with the, with the uh, team as well.
0: Well, yep, yeah. yeah but, but I
3: doubt he's going to make the team over Hudobin. So. Eh, I don't even know. <laughs> well, he's just
0: going to get more preseason experience probably, right? It's
3: tricky though, right? Someone who's waiver eligible the longer you hold them in camp, the riskier it is. Early camp people, early in camp people don't tend to get grabbed off waivers mm-hmm. because people don't necess- teams don't necessarily know their roster holes yet. Mm-hmm. Where so so if someone who's waiver eligible wait last till the end of camp, that's when it actually starts being risk. Okay. Yeah, but at the same time he is
1: coming off that gruesome injury, isn't he? So
3: yeah, and I don't really think he'll get taken off waivers, but it's a it's a risk that they are clearly that they are tangibly taking. That's all.
0: Okay, just remind me how many how many cuts do they make before they really have their team? Like in, in football, it's like I know that they do three major cuts, and it used to be four, but now it's three.
3: It depends on how the team does it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like this was pretty big. This was a pretty big big scale cuts here, right? So I think we're under. Uh, we're in the vicinity of, like, 34 players now, so there's only nine more cuts to be made. Or nine, like... Players. Nine players, and one of them's going to be a goalie, so...
0: Yeah, so Sub- they're just um, kind of borrowing Suban, They're going to send him down.
3: Oh, absolutely. And he'll, and he'll clear, because it's not often a goalie will get taken off waivers anyway. Last year, J.F. Baruby getting grabbed from the Kings by the Isles only happened because Halak got injured right, right at the end of camp, I think.
0: Halak mm. Mm. did pretty well in the WCH
3: yeah he Lock, really yeah. did yeah. Um, and honestly, he's with would... the Isles right yeah he's the starter mm.
0: and who else is with the Isles hey line line I, I had to go down to Brooklyn or something oh, actually I want to go to that first Bruins game that he comes back I hope they do is that the, that's, the one,
3: that's the one in, uh, in December
0: yep I always okay. go to a game in December, it seems. Anyway. That
3: one's on my birthday, and I may try to come down for for the holidays early enough to go to that game. Oh,
0: nice. oh, Well, let Also, me because
3: the only other possible game at home during the stretch where I'd like you to possibly be home is on, like, Christmas Eve. On, on New Year's Eve, rather. And it's like, uh, Buffalo and being in Boston on New Year's Eve. and have to leave Boston on New Year's Eve. <laughs> mm, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. let you know, let me know if you want somebody to go with, because I'm going to drag Glenn to it. So, um, Or you'll probably have any number of people. But, yeah, did you see this <clears> one? I love
1: it, and I'm so happy that you got that.
4: He's got a Bacchus jersey.
0: I did. I needed, you know what? I only have one current player in all of my jerseys, and that's Bergeron. And I get tired of wearing that one. <gasps> well, because right. I like to have Spice variety. Yeah. Yes, I like to have variety. Plus, the, the Bergeron one is like, the cotton is like a little stiffer. It's not, it's, this one's like a, it's like a mix, I think. And it's like, it feels better. And I needed to have a back of Sherzy because I love his charity work.
3: Hey! hey. We hey, that seriously for once, listeners. I do! Yeah.
0: His charity work is fantastic. So, I had to, um, by the way, I want to make stickers that say that. Because it really is our one catchphrase. His charity, charity. work is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they only had Bergeron and Bacchus at practice last week. So I, when Glenn was like, I'm buying a puck and a, sh- a hat at random, I'm like, yeah, throw in the, Ber- uh, the Bacchus shirt. There we go. Um, so, yes, I have a new jersey. So why <coughs> don't we talk about Frank Vetrano and his injury. That's a big thing that came down, well... Last week, but it's going to take place for several more weeks, um, and, and 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 uh, the Frank, what? Months even. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I <laughs> yes, like three months or so.
3: Yeah, he's we're not seeing him till January. Blah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just a terrible thing to happen.
3: Uh, he While was so training. poor. He was. He was poised to have a killer season, too. I, like, I uh, was yeah. ready for it. I was excited. Like, like Frank Vitrano this year was one of the things I was really pumped about this team for this year. It's like, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, I you know, as odd as it sounds, I was looking forward to a, a fourth line that was going to be younger players that were going to get more experience. And I was looking forward to Vetrano, um, seeing how Bacchus would work out. And, yeah, I was more forward-centric than I was defense was, but I mean, torn ligaments in his left foot. He had the surgery last week and they said it would be three to four months, basically, uh, that he would be out. That is just terrible. And he can't eat any pizza during that time because he's just not going to heal right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That (laughs) is the the worst worst part part of it. Yes. (laughs) Well, doesn't his family own, like, a pizzeria or sub shop or something? I mean, that's a terrible thing. Yeah. Um, But anyway, no, that's not the worst part. The worst part is that he's not going to be on the ice for what could have been a really great year. Yeah. So what else do we want to say about that? I'm sure you all have thoughts.
1: The way I'm hoping about it is that it's like a uh, trade deadline acquisition. So he comes in kind of if they need a spark in a lineup or something like that, and it gives them a little bit of scoring um, kind of around the trade deadline rather than actually having to give up something. You're just bringing him back from injury. I'm hoping that's kind of what it is.
0: That's a really silver lining kind of way yeah. to look at it. I like that too. Cause I,
4: I went the exact opposite route Ooh. in my line of thinking. I'm worried like, how does this, how bad does it affect his uh, career path with the Bruins, his development? He played 39 games last year for the big, the big Bruins. Eight goals, three assists. Solid numbers for a young guy. He just kind of popped up there out of nowhere. It, it, he was awesome. But now, the, he's coming in late. He's missing training camp. The Bruins, by that point, will be in full swing. He doesn't have that NHL background to kind of like he could lean on to get into the lineup. I mean, if the Bruins are doing well without him at that point, does he even play with the, Bru- the Boston do Bruins? Does he go yeah, down good, to
3: Providence? That's a good question. What if the I, substitute, who we'll yeah. get to in a minute, mm-hmm. Like, there's
4: a chance. Yeah, like, we, we, we may not see him play this year in Boston. Hmm. Well, I mean, or maybe could play be wrong.
0: Many players have had to deal with injury, and mm-hmm. despite what any coach will say that players will not ever lose their job to injury, players lose their job to injury all the time. It's just the nature of sports. I hope he um, fills out
4: his family medical leave paperwork, which will allow him to come back to his position.
2: A <laughs> car <laughs> um, <has> spoken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, I, I it's. <sighs> I think the worst part about it is that you know what if he does have to can he can he go back down to providence i don't i don't understand waivers and all that stuff he only has some, he
3: has only because he only has the 39 games played and is only a second year pro he is not waiver eligible
0: okay so if he can go down to providence and he he plays and spends time there it's not a full year wasted in respect that he can't play at all it's just that a full nhl year wasted and then So he has to come back the next year more determined, working harder to win a spot back. I mean, that is that is a worst case scenario. But I'd like to think that they're going to kind of hold on to a spot for him by putting somebody else in it for now and and seeing how that person performs. Um, Anthony, do you have any thoughts on this?
2: I've been holding back the hype train on a lot of our prospects and young guys like Carlo and Okara and Heinen. And I'm just like, they're going to be they're going to be great, but not yet. It's not going to be yet. But Vetrano, I'm like, woo, it's going to be great. He's going to be awesome. He's going to light up the league. And he got hurt. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> must be that Paisan thing, huh? Yeah. Is that what it is? You know, because that's what Glenn's got going, the Paisan <laughs> thing.
3: It's okay that you're that pumped about Vetrano, though. Unlike the others, remember, he's got a whole whack of NHL games played. Yeah. All the other guys have, no, have none. So it's, it's perfectly reasonable to, you know, in fact, it's the right thing to do to measure your stick to calm down on the others. But it's OK to be hyped about it, about him.
0: Wait a minute. OK, I want to defend myself here. I am hyped up on Carlo, but I know that it's probably a couple of years down the road. OK.
2: Not oh, that's Jersey that's yet. where I am, too, with them as well. But I'm like, not now, not now, not now. I just want to state
0: my purpose. I, I, if I didn't state it clearly before, I'm fine. Go to the AHL. You know, use your skill there. Get smarter. Come back. So, it just—I felt like I had to say that because, like, I'm talking about buying the jersey and everything. You know, I'm pretty serious about yeah. that. So, but anyway, Petrano—it it, is—it's a tragedy. I think it is. I hope that somebody writes a play about it or something. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll write a song about it.
0: Oh my god, that would be so great if every week we could have a song about something. Maybe not all tragedies. It, it
4: would be great. Yes. <laughs> okay. Once a month. <laughs> yes. Okay. We can. Ba- we can probably make that work. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: sing. I'll sing lead vocals. It'll be great. Oh, excellent! Excellent. So I'll have some black velvet in me to get my singing voice.
4: It at is peak a si- performance. It is a scientific rock and roll fact. For every drink you have, you are seven better at singing.
1: Yes.
0: Seven better. What?
4: Seven. Uh, singing decibels
1: seven, seven. <laughs> so Jeez. i right. just need about like 30 to 40 drinks and i'll be great you'll be <laughs> better than freddie man
0: i have been told that i have a really nice singing voice
1: oh i've never been told that <laughs> in my life <laughs> <White-pies>. <laughs> in, in, in fact when i was younger when I was younger, I had to t- attend church with my parents, obviously. And I was singing in church. little old lady sitting next to me actually asked me to stop singing Oh, so, so...
0: sad.
1: <laughs> I, I don't have the greatest of voices.
0: I feel like we need to have a communal like karaoke night at some point. Yes. That we, first of all, you drink. Secondly, you can get up and sing. Whatever song you want. It'll I'll be throw great. some
1: Google dolls down. There you go. I could throw in a little uh, standells and uh, get that dirty water going.
0: Oh, Billy Joel. I love to sing Billy Joel.
1: Oh,
4: I like Billy.
3: Yeah. You I know your buds.
0: Now that we're totally derailed. Uh... <laughs>
3: so we were drawn out, so now...
0: Oh, yeah. So we were talking about... So, so who is the heir apparent to Vetrano? This is what we held back from the last segment.
3: It appears, based on camp... The most likely candidate is um, Danton Heinen. He's been having a really, really good camp, playing well in all in all zones. He's scored a goal, I think, in all three games he's played in, with a variety of line mates. So I'm kind of excited. Huh? Sneaky, not- sneaky fourth round pick from two years at, from from
2: 2014, right? Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: Right, I have a confession to make about Danton Heinen. I really don't want them to focus on his face. He's got a really weird face.
1: Do you want to touch the hiney?
0: No, I don't want to. (laughs) I want it to be far away from I want them to blur out his face. It just disturbs me. I don't like his face. I want him to do everything that he can on the ice to do, like, score all the goals and um, make other people not score the goals and be, like, a really responsible forward. (laughs) I want you to do all the stuff that you need to do. I just don't want to see your face.
3: See, he's probably he's less off-putting than um uh, than for than, than, than um uh, I already forgot the guy's name companions think... oh camp yeah.
0: Oh, Kempinen's face was really weird he was the worst
3: <laughs> it was like his yeah. eyes
0: were on the way opposite side of his head he was like
3: a deer. Yeah, they, they, his eyes were trying to make trying to get the fuck away from his nose um. <sighs>
0: well whatever happened to him did he go to the KHL or Finland yeah. or? Yeah, he
3: and uh, he 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 and Max Talbot are all both uh, are both uh, in the KHL now.
0: So. I still Where miss. they can take component. the slow train. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sorry, Tim, but that guy was funny looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a photo of Heinen now, and I I, I see it. Yeah. he's got a really that, large forehead. That nose. Really small that, facial features, except for the nose.
0: Like it's like, like somebody what? tucked his nose out, like he's Odo, but somebody pulled his O's, his nose out, and then they left the features yeah. like that. He's got beady eyes yeah. and just ugh. I,
4: I think if he had better hair, I mean i I'm, I'm the one to really judge hair. I'm not sure if you all knew that. We've established this in a previous podcasts, but the the flow is is a nice hockey flow, um, but outside of hockey it's it's terrifying.
0: Oh, God! And Jeff is just sitting here, like I can't believe I'm sitting here. Oh no, I'm looking at head. pictures right
3: now, just trying to just like his hair. I don't know what the way he, he's got his flow. Did it makes his forehead look cockeyed?
4: Yeah, like, <laughs> like the hair's not doing him any favors. And I th- I feel like your hair should do you favors.
1: He he almost reminds me of someone that should be playing for Team Iceland from yeah. the Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe he did. That's where he got his hockey start. Oh. oh, poor Denton Hayden. He's, like he's old a... enough,
3: right? No, that, that movie came probably came out before he was born.
1: I don't know. Oh. oh. Then his dad played
2: for Team Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> because From there's a powerhouse hockey been in uh... Iceland.
3: Is he yeah. be a uh, 94? birthday, I think, in 94? 95, yeah,
4: 95. Mighty Ducks D2 came out in March 94.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I, I also want to point out that...
3: Wait, did... wait, hang on. I can actually check this one more Yeah. Uh, sorry. July 5th, 95. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome to my world! <laughs> <laughs>
2: that backfired. <laughs> Oh Jumped God, I'm I, I gotta tell no you. Shit. That's-
0: I gotta tell you, when you when you can recognize like, oh, that person is the parent of that person and you're just like, Wow, I I, I realize like, that that person existed back then or something. But when then you realize excuse me, that you're just as old as that person's parents, you're like <sighs>
1: oh. <laughs> So glad That's I amazing. haven't hit that point yet.
0: Oh, it will happen. Oh, Never. it will happen. Never. And when it does, is like you can do it really gracefully, or you can do it really stupidly. I'm not sure which one I've been doing, it, but yeah.
3: I, 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 I will say I don't love complaining, grumbling about players who are you know born in the same year as me, being over the hill and in clear decline. It's just like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
4: Guys, I'm I'm back taking undergraduate classes, and I hate. Teenagers and early people, young people in their 20s. I hate this. Aren't they so fucking
0: annoying when they get into classroom situations? They know, they think they know everything, and it's like, you don't know everything. Shut the fuck up. And
4: then, and then you're talking a lot and actually talking about the subject matter of the class, and because you know, you spent, you spent your Whole last night going over the material because you know you had to work and they had to cook dinner. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm really proud that I did this. Then you realize you're the only one talking and everyone hates you. (laughs) It's you and the teacher, and then you and your teacher discuss. Oh, hey, we like similar things because we have had day jobs for the past ten plus years or something. I don't know.
0: I feel your pain. Going back
4: to school is great.
1: (sighs) (laughs) See, I haven't... When I went... I I had the opposite thing happen to me when I was in grad school. Because when I went to grad school, it was all at night. And it was all people... I was like 22, 23, 24. So I was opposite. I was that little kid that everyone hated. Because everyone else had day jobs and everything. And I was just like, "Yep, I'm doing this. So... You know There's
4: what? that. We would still I... have been friends. Just do it. Just to, just to kind of bring it full circle. I think many people forget going back to the Mighty Ducks here that Emilio Estevez, his brother's Charlie Sheen. Just want to, just want to remind people of that.
1: Love Emilio. Love Emilio. <laughs> e squared. <laughs> e squared. Nair buds.
0: Emilio. I've never seen any of the Mighty Ducks movies. They were. I was a little bit older when they came uh, out. Um, I yeah? remember Emilio from. Um, the Brat Pack movies, and from Repo Man, and things like that. For
4: another podcast, I will share my thoughts on Mighty Duck movies.
2: I know your Mighty Ducks 2 thoughts, and they're funny. Yep. <laughs> they are pretty funny.
0: <laughs> oh god, I feel like I'm going to have to watch it, and I'm going to hate you all for it.
2: Do it. not <sighs> a terrible movie. It's, it's just um, continuity stuff. It's,
0: it's just, just That's minutes. the stuff that drives me up the fucking wall all the time! It's just Iceland's not a hockey power. I love continuity. I like it when things work. Okay.
1: And like once you get to the third movie, I mean, I can understand people hating the third movie.
0: I didn't even.
3: I know have no memory, third memory of the third movie apart from a grotesque deficiency of Emilio. So.
1: Yeah, he wasn't in it very much, and they were off at some boarding school or high school thing,
3: and they couldn't and... beat the varsity team. Yep. Despite having then, recently been the world championship champions and
1: and then for some reason
3: the Texan was still with them and
1: <laughs> Yeah. Dwayne Gretzky, yeah. And then um they then Portman comes back in the middle of a game because a guy who's not on your roster can play in the middle of a game. That's that's totally okay. And they win.
0: Okay, I just want to talk about one movie thing. We're gonna just drop a bomb and I'm gonna run away from it. I read this morning that some fans have thought, uh, have, uh, have um, come up with, come to the conclusion that um, Imperial leader or whatever his name is, Snoke, uh, Snoke in The uh, the Force Awakens is Mace Windu.
4: Oh, he totally is. What?
3: Yeah. What?
0: What? <laughs> I, I've. I, I read it, and then they showed two pictures. Like, they showed the right picture of Samuel L. Jackson right next to, like, the clearest image you get of Snoke, and it's like, holy shit, they look very much alike. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson thinks that he's uh, uh Mace Windu not, did not die. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this actually made for a compelling argument now. <laughs> like, I almost care. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Are we done with, uh, with Heinen? Because... We talked about how funny he was, looking. He was so, you know, that's usually a sign that we're done talking about something. I think
3: so. so we, we 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 went straight to that. We skipped the actual
2: hockey aspects of him.
0: Okay, why don't you talk about the wonderful hockey aspects about him? And
2: what I like about Heinen is the ability to play with just about anyone. But he's played really well with Zarnack, and I'm wondering if that's just going to push us out of Krejci's center role and more to the To the wings, and then you'll roll a center line of Spooner, Bergeron, and Zarnik. And I'm like, hmm, intriguing. I think that
4: should be uh, talked about (laughs) in depth next week for our Bruin season
3: preview. But yeah, basically, Uh, heinz No, I think you're right. Heinen's going to be the left wing for either Krejci or Spooner by the look of it. I think. I don't think Zarnik's going to be playing at center unless Spooner's been moved.
2: I only mean for the beginning part of the season when Krejci's not available. Well, We don't know for sure if Krejci's planning starting the season or not yet, do we? Well, I'm, I'm under the assumption that he's not going to and he's going to miss some time at the beginning of the year because that doesn't get my hopes up. Okay, that's
3: fair. <laughs> Next is now, that just... would be interesting, though, if you're right, though, that basically if they keep back his wing, which I assume he's going to spend most of the season anyway. Yeah, we'll see. That's you know what? Sorry. You're right about Heinem playing, being able to play with everyone. I think a big part of that comes with the fact that he's played all all forward positions, right? Like he's right. not going to be a center in the NHL, no way. But no. he was a center when he was in when he was in junior A, and then he was in and then in his two years at Denver, he played left wing one year and right wing the other. Oh wow! I didn't realize that and he's played all three forward positions. So he's like Peverly, except probably better,
1: much higher ceiling. Woo! Feeling. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Denver. University of Denver.
0: You know so. who also is from Colorado?
1: Me. You're Actually, not. no, i not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Carlos from Colorado. Yes. Huh.
3: Yeah, this I mean, it... yeah. one it's of his like... earliest hockey memories may well be watching Ray Bork win. Stand the cup for, for, for them then.
4: Oh, that's so weird.
0: Well, good. Yeah, Then, he can, then, then he can go over to Tresca and go meet Ray Bork, and it'll be fine. And they can have a beer together. Maybe he can be man. Ray Bork's
3: soon. CD. Yeah.
4: Yeah, too soon. Uh,
1: I hate them because they retired his number
3: first. And he played them, what? Like, season and a half. Not even. Yeah. Season plus post deadline, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, okay. Well, you know.
2: Um... And I thought they
4: they traded him. They didn't win the cup that year. Then he won it the next.
3: Yeah, but it was late. It was less than a half season. Then. Oh, that's right. true. You're, you're, you're right. Right. So season and a quarter. Shouldn't yeah. we just
0: be glad that Ray Bork won the cup? <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I was cheering for it a hundred million percent.
3: And he had yeah. his day with the cup in Boston, not in wherever the fuck it is in Quebec he's from. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, he's pretty much stayed here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, his restaurants nice. I've only gone for brunch, um, but according to my friend who loves eggs Benedict, they do it the right way. Cool.
3: and you know, the team rolled him out with Bobby Orr to uh, celebrate um, uh, um, a big pappy there yesterday, right? So
0: yeah, oh. they did.
1: Freaking amazing! <laughs> and speaking of which, today's they had an hour long ceremony before today's game because it's his last like regular season home game. It was I was crying, I'm not Aww. gonna lie. Like, Ortiz started crying. Like, once he did, I was like, nope, done. If he can cry, I can cry. And, <laughs> like, they're actually retiring his number next year. Oh, which wow. the it's the quickest the Red Sox have ever retired a number. And generally, the Red Sox have only retired numbers for people that have been retired for 10 years in the Red Sox Hall of Fame and in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Only person that they had made a... Exception for was Johnny Pesky, yeah. and now they're making that exception for Ortiz.
3: Oh, of course, they are, right? Yeah. And he's, and he's, naming
1: he's, he he just Pesky. drove
3: the bus on this entire gold area that we've that, that team's had for the last 15 years, right?
1: Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. And they're naming a bridge after him that bridge that c- goes over the um. Mass Pike that connects to Fenway is going to be named the Big Poppy David Ortiz Bridge, and they're naming some street that connects to Fenway, the David Ortiz. The Commonwealth's club. going to be replacing
3: that sign every other week. People are going oh, to be yeah. stealing it constantly.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I saw a right. tweet from a Red Sox writer that said BU students are going to start stealing that next week. So, ah <laughs>
0: uh, yes. So let's move on to to the big big news that happened in the last week of Brad Marchand being signed to an extension.
2: <whistles> so much money on the table.
0: Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy about it.
3: It's such a good contract. Such a yeah. good
0: contract.
2: So great.
0: It was a hometown deal. He wants to be here. Why wouldn't he want to be here? It's it's good for everybody. He's still going to be making some some dough. It's good. And we called just... for it in episode seven, I believe.
2: Yes.
4: We all got it wrong, I'm pretty sure. I think I... Didn't we get it right? Because I know I was over.
0: I was wrong. I'd have to go
3: back and listen. I My guess go... is I predicted the Voracek contract, I think.
0: I, I didn't listen to what it was. I just was like, wow, we talked about it in, in our seventh episode. Mm-hmm. And by our 30th, he's um, he signed. There you go.
1: What's completely insane to me with this whole thing? He's making four and a half million this year, so he's getting less than a two million dollar raise after this year oh. going
3: forward. Four and a half is his um uh, his cap hit. He's actually making five this year. Oh, and so it's next and yeah. the ne- and next year his actual salary is eight million.
1: So oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Salary co- co- structure is staggers. He makes eight million next year, and for the year after, and then by the last year of the contract, he's down to four million.
1: Is it the actual salary though, or is it the, is the cap hit the AAV though? It's the Yeah. AAB. Yeah. Okay. So with the AAV, less than two million dollar raise going forward, that doesn't strap our cap at all. That's no, nope. oh,
0: it's absolutely a, it's
3: beautiful, it's fantastic.
0: Nope. Yeah. It was well done. It was a, a well done deal. Um, Marshy gets paid. It doesn't hurt the cap.
2: It's so, not full. No movement either. Just for the first five years. Yep. Yep. Yeah. NMC from
3: seventeen eighteen to twenty one twenty two. Modified NTC for the final three years of the contract, which goes from a, six tra- a 16 no trade list, and then a fifteen, and then an eight hmm. for the li- over the for, the for the for the end of the contract. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
4: Yeah. Uh, it's a very good deal for him, though, and I think a pretty good one for the Bruins. Most, I think, a lot of the the money he's getting. Is guaranteed too signing bonuses.
3: Yeah, at least at least. Well, no, yeah. So like that. Yeah, a lot of signing bonuses. Um, yep. up to so, four million some years. Mm-hmm. So, and even the so, last year, the contract's three million signing bonus with only a four million total salary. So, yeah. uh,
4: so when we lose, you know, when, when's the the, the uh, uh, CBA up? Two thousand twenty.
3: I think so. Yeah, 2020. So when we
4: lose that season, he's still be getting paid. I mean,
2: not I am pretty not,
3: not a ton though. He's only getting a, he's only getting a million. That's yeah yeah that's the hes signing bonus is the smallest, actually.
2: Oh, go for you. <laughs> <That laughs> even helping che- the C B A. Delete my argument.
3: <laughs> actually no, leave it. Leave it. Because I
4: didn't do my proper research. Let this be a lesson for all you podcasters out there to not bullshit before you start ranting. Damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. Anyway. So down,
2: Menahan. Uh,
0: my goodness, I I am so surprised to hear such words coming from your Southern mouth. It's blessed their I hearts.
4: Too much hot sauce in my grits this morning. <laughs> oh, oh God,
3: is that an <laughs> actual expression? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: and 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 you're getting ready to move to Michigan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: I, although I, I uh, she's moving. My, d- d- have I mentioned I have a, 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 a lady friend? But so my lady friend is uh, moving to to Michigan before I will. Okay. But yeah. So I I don't I don't know how they serve their grits up there. They I, don't. I'm going
3: go with they don't.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm guess they don't have
4: them. They
0: don't they even Call have it bo- polenta up here.
4: They're that's a, they're different. Those things are very different. Polenta I know, I already. Pre- I, oh my god! I'm actually really getting aggravated. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because
0: um, I I buy. Um, I buy the, the the right things for polenta but not for grits.
4: Yeah, although if you leave your grits out too long and leave them in the fridge, it turns into polenta basically.
0: Okay, sure. I like polenta. Is that
1: like fermenting apple juice into like booze? You ferment your grit your pol- grits into polenta? Uh
4: ah, well, you know, pol- polenta is just solid. Yeah. And you well, it's in a be. log form.
0: Grits well, is kind of it can be creamy. can have creamy
4: polenta, yeah. Yeah,
0: I've had creamy it polenta. Creamy.
4: I've only seen it in logs.
0: You can make it into cakes, or you can not make it into cakes. Man, I feel like I need to educate you on this, but you're so far away.
4: And we're podcasting.
0: Right.
1: So, so,
0: so, <laughs> Brad, <laughs> it's Brad,
4: a Brad,
1: Brad world.
4: Um, no, <laughs> I was to say Brad, it... Brad
1: world. He's yeah, so, still
4: gonna get some money in my now not very good argument but uh, good for him
3: and um here's the thing too And this is part of why it's such a good contract is uh this past year his shooting percentage was only 14 point eight that's less than his career average so yeah, uh, anyone saying oh he just scored his most goals why he's good baseball well no no he's good chance he'll be able to repeat that actually because uh he just shot almost 100 more shots than he had any previous season.
0: Um, I hear that you have some hot some kind of hot take from from Nova Scotia on Brad Marchand.
3: I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a better way to set it up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
3: hot takes. Okay, so uh so so this is a uh, Halifax small town, right? So you get uh, rumors and uh, this started as a discussion about um, uh, Crosby and McKinnon, who, uh, you know, being the Cole Harbor boys, can't really, you know, so much as fart in the offseason without this Halifax, their Halifax buzzing about it. So i am um, being told that, uh, you know, they all of course have their private trainers and, um, uh, McKinnon and Crosby train all the time together. end, less so. The reasoning apparently I'm, I, I hear is that he, uh, has at this point in his career gotten to be so strong and trained so aggressively in the offseason that Crosby and McKinnon's personal trainers specifically told them absolutely under no uncertain terms to not train with Marshand because they would try to keep up and they would hurt themselves. No way. Really? Now I can't speak Boom. to any of the veracity of this but isn't it awesome? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: it is because it just goes to show you that you can have all the talent in the world and you can still um, be beaten in some way by a guy who just trains really hard and just works his ass off. Hard work pays off. It, it, it does. speaks
3: so much to his character as a as an athlete, too. The same things we always hear about about Tori Crew and about uh, and about Frank Fertrano. All three of them happen to be small men who just are very very strong for their size, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: but what they have to do. They have to work harder so they c- they can get. The position, or I mean, they can they can uh, get the job. They have to,
3: yeah, they have to work that much harder to to, to earn a spot. So it's mm-hmm. it's great. And I, think I, just, it's, I I enjoy hearing that because
0: it's it's really good to hear about athletes being hungry and wanting it. Yeah. You know, because you know they work their whole lives to get to that point, and you just don't take it for granted. So good for Marshy. You know, I mean. Sydney Crosby and McKinnon, they can, you know, they they've gotten so far on just pure talent, um, and they're lucky in that way. But they still have to work their asses off because somebody like Marshy will show them up all the time.
1: Something else that excites me about this too is I was just looking at the numbers, so. Going forward, the cap hit for combined for Marshand and Bergeron is only thirteen million dollars. Well, While if you look at the Blackhawks with Kane and Taves, it's twenty one million dollars. How amazing is the difference there? Where and the difference in play is not oh, it's, there it's, really?
3: Ber- Bergeron so much better than Taves is. Yeah, so much better than Taves. Yes, yes, Kane's better than Marshy, but the sum of the, the sum is much, but, the, but our sum is much higher than their sum because run because the difference between Run and Taze is that big.
1: Exactly, and so having that big a difference, eight million dollars different on the cap is absolutely phenomenal, and I just am blown away by that. It shows, I think, it shows the character of the two of them staying in Boston, the team that they came up with, and everything like that. I think that also plays into their character.
4: And 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 we have Sweeney the Sweenius, you know
3: his contracts with the possible exception of the Backus one have been, and of course McQuaid and Miller. Okay. So that's two, that's two to three that are not great, but others have been fantastic, yeah. right? You know, the Bleski yeah, uh, contract still blows my mind too. <laughs> I, I, I'm still not too upset about the Backus
4: one. It, it, the Bruins had to get a winger. It's going to cost them a lot of money no matter what. Yeah. You
0: I know, mean, and, and maybe, he. you know, maybe a fresh start is what he needs. And maybe he'll be a lot better than what we know him to be.
3: I think with he him playing as a winger as here, it would be better than him as a center. And new mm-hmm. in 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 St. Louis has been the pressure with the less uh, responsibility on the on, with less on ice responsibility. I think will make a difference too.
1: And difference. I yeah. believe in one of our previous episodes, maybe um, I think Kirk Ludicky brought up how his leadership is just different, and kind of they put a price tag price tag on that. And I kind of tend to believe that with teams that leadership is a big, important role to a lot of teams, and teams are willing to pay for it.
4: Well, And, and his charity work's
1: fantastic.
0: His charity work <laughs> is fantastic. It's like the, the most is, it fantastic.
2: Really
1: yeah.
0: It really is. I saw him on Behind the Bee with the doggies and I was just... <laughs> yes. It was great. It is great.
4: Uh <sighs> Going back to Bergeron and the, and the Sweeneyes here, uh, I'm, uh, this is to the, the nitpickers out there. I say, oh, this deal lasts t- too long. And, you know, it, it, it does go into his late 30s. Uh, typically, a hockey player is not that good or dominant in his late 30s. This is true. But by then, in his late 30s, the cap could be over $100 million. And what he would be making in his last three years of his deal—it's five million, five million, and four million. If the cap goes over a hundred million by uh, that time, those numbers aren't that aren't that high. Maybe it'll just be a slight overpayment by then, but nothing nothing tragic, nothing horrible that's really going to bog the team down in those last three years of the deal.
1: That's that's I, all I got. Yeah, I, I mean, I did do. Yeah, my I would. I would have liked to have it, like, six or seven years, but really, at the AAV that they signed him at, eight years is fine. I'm, I'm like, I'm floored that they only have, it's only 6.125 on the cap.
0: Okay, I think Nick was talking about Bacchus, weren't you, or were you talking about Marshy?
1: Oh, I
4: went back to Brad. Oh,
0: you went, went back, back to, to Brad. Brad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got confused. Well, I reserve the right to complain about the contract until a later time. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna stay with it. I don't. I don't really like hockey terms like a uh, annual. I mean, uh, the um, the terms of contracts. I think that they're a little bit long, but complaining about it isn't going to change it. So, um, whatever. Eight years, sure, fine. Sounds great.
4: Yeah, don't hate the player. Hate the
3: the to bargaining agreement. agreement. Yeah, <laughs> terms just of cost of doing business. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I think we should move on to the final thing with our bare necessities because no doubt there will be a preseason game, maybe a game that might be broadcast this week, or we'll have to um, find a stream or um, pretend it's happening. It's always on the radio, and you can get that on ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub. The
1: Sports Hub. It's- Woo!
0: Anyway, um, so why don't we have Anthony go first? Uh, So I got some Oktoberfest
2: in the fridge. And after a hellish end of quarter week, I bought some Four Roses bourbon because I deserve it. So, yeah, I'm going to be drinking
0: that. What kind of Oktoberfest is it? Sam Adams. Okay. And what was that last one? What kind of bourbon?
2: Four Roses.
0: Oh, Four Roses. Okay.
4: Uh, they They get like a White Rose a red rose, a blue rose, and kind of like a pink rose, and I shove it in, in there. The four rose bourbon.
0: Yeah,
2: not really. Oh, okay,
4: <laughs> didn't do my research there either. It's better than the, the three though. rose bourbon. It's
2: true, not as good as five rose though.
4: <laughs> uh... You could say it's one less than the than the five rose.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's going to be that kind of thing today, is yep. it? Who wants to go next? (laughs) That's why I drink. (laughs) That's why mommy drinks. (laughs) I'll I'll go next.
4: Uh, So in my lovely new apartment, there's a beer store right down the street, which is extremely not healthy for me, but they have Narragansett for 70 cents a can. So I've been drinking a lot of Narragansett and I don't see that changing. And I'll also be drinking... uh, sparkling water to, off, to kind of balance things out.
0: Okay, I was going to say, do they have any of the interesting Narragansetts? They do. What did you have?
4: Um, I have had their brown ale, which is I, I Narragansett, I love you. We feel the love. I got you on my Twitter profile, top banner pick there, but your brown ale is disgusting. Your brown ale got is one fired. of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. Um uh when they had the shandy, they dedicated an entire fridge to the shandy to this yep that that stuff's that was not seventy cents a can uh, unfortunately
0: it is uh, well worth the price you're going to pay
4: oh it was yeah, it was um let's see I select it, it was costing me it was about double double the price of a regular uh, Narragansett, which is okay. I enjoyed it. It was the summer, and they have a few other things right now, but they have, I think that a pale ale which um, I've not tried yet. I need to go back there. But uh, right now game. the the Narragansett old-style cans are on sale.
0: Ah. Aha. Uh-huh. Excellent. That is That works out well for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's Narragansett for you. And I just finished up the last of my Narragansett. And Anthony's got the bourbon and the Oktoberfest. And who's next? What are you... F- Feeding your kitten, Jeff. Uh,
3: Yes, we haven't talked about that actually on the show. But podcasters (laughs) I got a kitten (laughs) Did
0: you just wake her up? (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got a kitten, a little tuxedo cat, and named it Tuca.
0: Aw. My friend Wendy would absolutely love your cat because she has two tuxedo cats named Normie and Gwendolyn.
3: But are they tuxedo cats? (laughs)
0: <laughs> they aren't because she's not a total nerd <laughs> too cute, tuxedo.
2: <laughs> too cute.
0: <laughs> yes tuxedo <laughs> grab
4: a screenshot of that Oh, okay, you're, you're, it's cute
0: <laughs> well, I didn't grab it <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just laughing here okay so tell us what is eating and what you're um drinking
3: well okay so um <laughs> Tuka won't eat the kibble that was recommended by um uh, by PetSmart, which is kind of annoying me. So, uh, she's been eating soft food. But well, uh,
0: yeah, it's much better.
3: Yeah,
0: she'll tell you that.
3: Yeah, I know. Eventually, she'll eat kibble. I hope. You know, I, I got a huge bag of it, so uh, it was on. It was like fifty percent off. Yeah.
4: If you if you steam it, it's it doesn't taste too bad. A lot
1: to unpack there.
3: A lot to unpack there. <laughs> you
0: know if you put, yeah, if you put a little water in it and put it in the microwave, she might actually enjoy it.
3: I tried mixing some of the kibble in with the soft food, and she ate around it. So uh, she's, pretty, she's pretty hell-bent on avoiding the kibble, it seems. Hmm.
0: I had a cat that used to like to eat fettuccine with me. Oh. His name was Frank. Frank! Frank loves the fettuccine. Uh, Frank was awesome, but anyway. Okay, so, so what are you drinking? And well, hopefully, I'm
3: currently out of stock at the moment, so I'm going to go to the liquor store, and let it speak to me. But it'll probably either be Valentine's or um, uh, or, or Doors. Uh, you know, the cheap blend, the cheap blends, my hockey scotches. Mm. Haven't bought either in quite a while, so it's 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 about that time. Puck drops soon. Puck drops in what? A little over a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting closer. Um, okay, so that leaves us with Tim, I think, right? Yeah,
1: what, what
0: so you?
1: um so I I still am going a little I have a couple things, so I still am going with the black velvet, except mm. I splurged the extra two dollars to try the black velvet toasted caramel with <laughs> ginger ale and it's actually turning out to be quite fantastic so the extra two dollars was definitely worth it a little bit of a treat to myself the extra couple bucks there and then also i have some good old shipyard pumpkin head because it's that time and it's one of my favorite seasonal beers so i have to go and support my main economy and get the shipyard pumpkin head
0: Remind me sometime, not today, to tell you about distillation and um, how the flavor uh, distillates work. Ooh.
3: (laughs) Don't do that, actually. Let's not.
0: Not today. (laughs) No. Some other time. But roasted caramel black velvet. I didn't even know it existed. I haven't really been to a liquor store in a while. So, okay. And pumpkin head. Yep, ship your pumpkin head. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I've noticed that the pumpkin stuff is out. I've seen the sugar-rimmed glasses around and everything. And what am I drinking? I am discovering whiskey. Yay! (laughs) Um, So the other night during the game, I had a pitiful amount, pitifully small amount of whiskey in ice with uh, a ginger liqueur that was also made by the same distillery. This was all Koval. I posted it on Twitter, a picture of it. Um, I had a very small amount, and I was, whoo! (laughs) It was really great. So I am going to try more flavor combinations, probably involving whiskey and ginger, different kinds, this week from Koval, um, because it was fun. Who is doing that? Why are you making that
4: noise? Oh, sorry. My hair. I, I'm using my headphones to pull back my hair so I can see the screen.
1: <laughs> Your headband. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're such a girl.
1: <laughs> I have
2: long hair. Jeff, are you upset about that? <laughs> no, letting it pass. I have no issue with
3: what he did there. I, you know, I, I can see why he was doing it while it happened. <laughs> That's true. I so. was
0: confused because I was talking about something and then I heard this great big noise.
3: I guess
4: the, I guess the, it hit the, the, the wires cross, cross streams or
0: something. No, I got a haircut and you, mm-hmm. nobody noticed it. But then again, I, I've been kind of like far away from the mm-hmm. screen, so. Um, so I don't have enough hair to do anything with anymore, and I hate this haircut. It and maybe, ne- and maybe next week I'll be debuting my new glasses. Ooh. Ooh. Mm, yeah. I have no idea how often I'll have to wear them, but I'm going to go get my eyes checked tomorrow. Um, so, yes, that will be cut out. <laughs> that whole segment's going to be cut out. Um, okay, so, basically, there will be play preseason games this week. There will be more cuts. We'll be back next week for Season 2. As always, you can find us on Twitter and tweet at us at Barely on Topic. You can find our Facebook page, Barely on Topic on, well, on Facebook. Um, I don't think I want to say anything about emailing us because nobody cares. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. The preseason game this week. That's Montreal on Tuesday.
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean... snap. Yeah, I don't know it's, if it's going to be. um, um sucked.
3: Well, yeah. We're
0: going to beat their asses. Oh, it's going to be so fun to see them without PK. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think we can be found on Stitcher. You can find us on Bobby DeBerge. All that stuff. Tim, take us out. Word.
1: Word. Word.